0: make your way back to the podcast it's only been a couple minutes um actually no wait cameron's telling me it's been a it's been a week wow time time works a little different here in mortis let's see if we can um bring this thing down a little bit and come to any more understanding as to what's going on this Tyler I like to blow things up because I like to blow things up and with me when he left he was the learner now he's the
1: master Cameron Porter what up what up I understand nothing <laughs> neither does Rex we can add <laughs> him to the list he's like but sir I don't understand the Mortis arc was brought to you by the phrase I don't understand he goes, "You're gonna have to explain it to me," and
0: that's the way that I feel after watching it. Yes, uh, but I don't know. I I always feel every time I watch Mortis, it's like, okay, I think I I'm picking up a thing or two. Maybe I'm just going further down the rabbit hole. Like, and again, it's the first time we watched it since Ahsoka, so I did pick up on some stuff that mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay, that might be
1: interesting." Yeah, I um, watched it with a bit more of a keen eye this time around. Oh, yeah, so. Ooh.
0: Cameron's, Cameron's seen some things, and we're going to talk about all those things, but before we do, just some quick programming notes. We will be back next Tuesday with another episode. We are going to talk a little bit more about that towards the end of this episode, so you'll know sort of where we're going after this. If you want to watch along, yes, we will be re-watching um, another classic uh, animated arc. So we're going we're gonna to get to that before the end. If you want to catch that, make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, following along on Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcasts. While you're there, please hit us with a five-star rating. A written review would really help us out a lot. Um, And yeah, other than that, just keep coming by, hanging out, and listening. That's what we're the most looking for you to do. Uh, And if you have a Star Wars friend or family member in your life that you think may want to listen to some of this stuff, feel free to send it their way. We'd love to have them, too. If you have any notes about the Mortis arc, any kind of news that's been going on recently with Star Wars, feel free to shoot us over an email, preferably uh, a voice memo, so that we can just go ahead and play you right here on the pod. But if it's written, that will work, too. Cameron, you ready to do this thing, man? Yeah, man. So... I you know, I usually like to play us little clips and you know, it's been a little while since we've talked about the first two parts, and I kind of would like to play the intro, uh, the 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 voiceover that happens at the uh, beginning yeah. of each episode. Oh, Admiral, uh, you're Lauren. I also yeah, it's it's Tom Kane is the voice actor there. And I gotta say, one of my favorite things about Clone Wars is just catching that quote at the top. And then getting this this voiceover happen um, because it it basically works like the crawl for me. Mm-hmm. It just gets me in the zone. I'm ready. I, I love that it just sort of drops you in. And you know, Tom Kane, unfortunately, um, have had has had some health issues in the past few years, and uh, he's he's really having a hard time speaking at all. So oh, wow. I, I, I don't know that we'll ever get more of these, but I'm glad we have the hundred and thirty ish that we do. Um, So, yeah, let's play this, and this is going to get us right into the episode.
2: Stranded. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and his Padawan Ahsoka Tano are caught in the middle of a treacherous battle between good and evil. The scales now tip toward the dark side. Our three warriors must guard against attack as they plan their escape. A great weight has been placed on Anakin's shoulders, for it is now that he must face who he really is.
0: And that's basically where we are starting with this episode, with Anakin going off to find some answers. I do want to quickly say the quote at the top of this episode is, He who seeks to control fate. Shall never find peace. Ooh. Sounds a lot like our buddy Anakin. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a good... That's That was a really good one for this I, episode.
0: I think that it also speaks to the sun for sure. Um, Maybe even our boy Balin. Yeah. You know, I could see that really coming for him. So... Cameron, can you give us the title of the episode, um, you know, the crew and everything?
1: Yeah, this was uh, Season 3, Episode 17 of The Clone Wars. The uh, episode title was Ghosts of Mortis, uh, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Christian Taylor.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, obviously, uh, Clone Wars created by your boy George Lucas, and, and this art kind of conceived um, by him— Dave Filoni acting as supervising director, so he's involved as well. So, Cameron, uh, just jumping off straight from the top here, Anakin sort of going off to to do his thing. The first thing of note that I really want to get into is is obviously he's he meets with Qui-Gon, but is there anything before that that sort of jumped out to you? Uh,
1: one funny thing that jumped out to What's me. What's that? Was that, you know, the the little fold-out speeder that he uses? yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminded me, I don't know if you played um, like the Mario Kart that came out for Nintendo DS a couple of years. Well, not. it's been longer than a couple <laughs> no, of years now.
0: I, there were some <laughs> gaps in my Mario Kart. I'm good on, I, I play with my nephews now on the Switch, but um, well, before there, that. There was
1: while. there were different karts that you could select for characters, and one of Luigi's was like this vacuum cleaner that, you, that he really on. I think I
0: actually have seen that, yeah. And
1: like the vacuum tube was like long towards the front, and then the front of the, the car was like the... Like a wide vacuum sucker thing or whatever, and <laughs> right. when, he, when he unfolded that speeder, I was like, "Dude, that that actually looks like Luigi's card
0: from mm. Mario Kart." No way. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go back and and compare
1: those that's two. That's my um, that's my deep insight. Um, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here for <laughs> us breaking it. down Mortis. <laughs>
0: that's it. That's all we got. Uh, no, let's let's jump into this Qui Gon clip. It's incredibly interesting to me.
2: You have grown strong and powerful,
1: just as I imagined. Master? Do you believe you are the Chosen One? How can I know? I can tell you what I
2: believe. I believe you will bring balance to the Force. That you will face your demons and save the universe. And and this creature of the Dark Side, do I leave or do I stay and kill him? Neither. Look deeper.
1: You will find another way i don't understand not far from here there is a place which is strong in the dark side of the force you must go there
0: and destroy the sun
1: remember your training anakin trust your instincts
0: master master man there's a lot there i should have like written all that down or something first off just getting qui-gon and anakin back together yeah i mean gosh it's been last the last thing anakin saw qui-gon's going off to fight this dude with horns and a double bladed lightsaber or whatever you know like um so it's it's just kind of cool getting them back and him saying like yeah i believe you're going to bring balance to the force which is an interesting way of answering that question by the way
1: yeah um it it You'll speak to this a little bit more, but um, there are some things that Qui-Gon says that Anakin will do or needs to do that he does not do. Well, you tell me. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, well, one thing he said was that you must face your demons. Okay? Yeah. I would say Anakin completely fell victim to his demons. I mean, he faced them later on in life, way later on, but um, he was never able to face his demons. In fact, I would say that he was manipulated into, uh, bowing to them basically. Mm. Yeah, I think so. He, he gave into all of his anxieties, all of his,
0: you know, all of his worries. And, um, yeah, I am I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, the, the Qui-Gon thing will we'll bounce around, but when he asked, do you think I'm the chosen one? And he's like, well, do you believe that you're the chosen one? And then he says, "Um, I believe that you will bring balance to the force. Mm -hmm. Not the same thing as being the chosen one. No. So do you think maybe Qui-Gon in his, you know, what is he doing in this realm of the force? I don't really know, but it seems like he might have changed his opinion a bit in the last 10 plus years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Qui-Gon had a bit more skepticism about Anakin and it really shows uh, near the end of this interaction with the two of them where he says that um, there's a place here where the dark side is strong yes. and you need to go there. And I think knowing what, what Qui-Gon saw in Anakin as well as what everyone saw, I think everyone could see how strong the temptation was or the pull f- towards the dark side. So I think Qui-Gon knew I think he was a bit a bit uh, concerned about Anakin knowing that in order for him to truly bring balance to the force he was going to have to get really close to some scary aspects of himself mm-hmm. and it's really dangerous to, it can be really dangerous to send somebody so close to the the things that scare them or the their like inclinations towards the dark side you know Luke Luke faced himself on Dagobah with Yoda mm-hmm. and was able to come out the other side. Rey faced herself mm-hmm.
2: on um, Octo. Uh, Octo.
1: yeah. But Anakin, I think we see like Qui Gon being so like, uh, you're gonna bring balance to the fore? It's it's like because he knows what has to happen for that to for that to come true.
0: Yeah. All right. I I want to talk about this because you just mentioned that Luke did it. This is very like the the cave of Dagobah, right? Yeah. Like it's very much that. You say that Luke faced himself. Do you think I've always kind of viewed Luke as a little bit? If it's a pass or fail situation, I feel like he failed. You know the the fact that you know the only thing that's in there is what you take with you. Uh, didn't didn't Yoda tell him? Did Yoda go as far as telling him not to take a a weapon in? Like you won't need a weapon. Like. I think he may have said something to that. Yeah. And what does Luke do? He lights it up. So what right. does Vader do? He lights it up. Um, I don't know. It's it, it, To me, it, the, the Dagobah cave kind of showed Luke, hey, man, there's like a darkness inside of you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what was obviously signified when you see his face the mask. in the mask. yeah. I mean, we can also say, well, maybe it was also because it's his dad in the mask. The and face, like, yeah. There's that too, but th- there's just layers to it, but I don't know, man. It's it's very Dagobah. It also reminds me a lot of part five of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Like, Ahsoka had to go in and, and look at these things from her past and really examine the dark stuff and choose what she was going to do with that. Yeah. And so it's almost like, like you said, like this is kind of Anakin's version of Of that, but how much of it does it even remember?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. We'll go there too. But But it just shows how tragic. I mean, all throughout Clone Wars and the prequels, like everybody loves Anakin. He's such an incredible character. But and we talk about how so many people have such a draw towards Star Wars because you see yourself in some of these characters. But it just this episode really played into how tragic. Anakin's life was and, absolutely, and how tragic the the course of events happened, and and what took place, and where things went for him. So
0: yeah, let me let me also use that moment, this moment, to talk about this. You're you're kind of in the the area that I'm thinking and want to talk about when Qui Gon told Anakin he's going to have to go to a dark place. Mm-hmm. You know what the sun shows him is the future, which is if you're talking about being concerned or having worry about the future, you know, it's like a anxiety thing that that he's really kind of giving in, giving into, I think that had Anakin instead taken a moment to address the things that have happened to him, namely the loss of his mother. Mm -hmm. Like if he was able to actually go in and wrestle with that and come out on the other side, like Ahsoka did in part five, I don't know – what I'm trying to do is is paint the parallel of his anxiety over Padme dying and him not being able to save her Mm -hmm. is directly caused because of what happened to his mother. Yeah. If that did not happen to Shmi, he would not have had that anxiety there about Padme. Yep, And so I'm just suggesting that had he been able to go back and address that, had he come out of the other side – um, actually learned the lesson like ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I don't think that all this other stuff even happens. It's only because, and you've talked about this before with with Anakin, it's he's so driven by fear. Yeah, he just cannot seem to not look into the future and try to control things. And mm-hmm. what does it say at the beginning of this episode? now we're tying it back. This is good. Yeah, it said this person that seeks to control fate will never find peace. It's Anakin.
1: Yeah, it's like that, that saying about uh, yellow lights in your life and like, what do you do when you approach a yellow light? Or what do you mm. want to do when you approach a yellow light? want to speed up. That's right. A little bit. See, we're so used to just like trying to strong arm our way through stuff to try to think, okay, well, maybe if I try a little bit harder this time or if I work harder at it or I have mm. more control or if I I can become more powerful, mm. then I can save the things that I'm afraid of rather than come to a yellow light come to a stop slow down look to the past and kind of take stock of what has happened to you like what you're saying yeah kind of going back and processing what happened with schmi and where all of his insecurities and anxieties lie tragic shoulda woulda coulda yeah
0: man <laughs> anyways it was great to hear from qui-gon again i really enjoyed having liam neeson back for this arc um good to get one of my favorite Jedi Masters. I always like to get a little Qui-Gon Big time. action if I can. Um, I want to take a minute to talk about the dark side. Um, last week, we were asking a lot of questions as to what is it we're supposed to be taking, taking from these episodes in regards to what is balance? You know, what is the dark side all these all these different ideas that Mortis kind of makes you think. And as I watched this, I started to ask the question about balance that comes from the Father. Is it keeping just the light and the dark side constrained on that planet? Or is it perhaps... That he is providing balance within themselves even. And here's kind of what I mean by that. I know it's a little heady. What did the son say in this episode? He said, you were like the one thing I truly loved. Mm -hmm. So inside of this embodiment of the dark side was love. Yeah. And I think that we can find some examples of seeing some... I don't want to say darkness, but kind of a little bit of darkness in the daughter as well. I rem- mm-hmm. I remember that moment. I think I talked about it last week or the week before, where you know Anakin tried to touch her and she like really freaked out about yeah. it. A little little bit of darkness came out there. So considering all of that, what are you picking up from the dark side and the brother, his motivations, all that stuff in this episode?
1: What are you What are you feeling? So one of the first notes that I made when I was doing my rewatch earlier was early in the episode, there's a comment from Anakin that was really interesting where he referred to the son and said, now that he has given himself over to the dark side. And I can't right. remember, maybe it wasn't, I can't remember if it was Anakin or the father, but one of them said, now that he has given himself over yeah. to the dark side. And that was really interesting to me because like you're saying, like the assumption is that the son is the embodiment of the dark side. Mm-hmm. So how would he now just be, yeah. just now be giving himself over to the dark side? But also what you're saying about the daughter having those like kind of flare ups of anger. Well, we see what what on face value looks like an inconsistency in the character mm-hmm. twice with the son. Once when the daughter dies, okay. he immediately goes into this, oh, why have you done that? Like he gets really yes. like emotional about it. And you're like, ah, I thought you were supposed to be like, the big bad bad yeah, guy yeah. you want to kill everybody you want to kill the light and side. then the same thing the same thing with the father in this episode when mm-hmm. the father like falls on that dagger um his tune immediately changes so it's not i think i think you're on to something with it not being so like full embodiment versus full embodiment mm-hmm. um I, but kind of like you i'm not i'm not quite sure how to like Here's something I even wonder,
0: like, all right, so there's a moment whenever he's trying to tell Anakin, he's like, yo, we are going to have to come together and go save the world mm-hmm. and we're going to bring about peace. You know, th- there are a couple things that popped in my mind as I watched that just now. And it was kind of that, you know, here's the thing about the dark side, say what you will, but at least they noticed all the suffering that was going on throughout mm-hmm. the galaxy Like, that's the thing about the dark side and the way I've sort of started looking at it over the past couple years and the way Filoni is presenting it and the way George has presented it is, like, it is the exposure to the dark side that allows them to see. And, yes, the moms perpetuate, but allows them to see all the suffering, the slavery, the wars, the, the people dying. Like, but... The Jedi never really seemed all that concerned with that kind of stuff before the war started. Right. They were kind of like, yeah, there's going to be... And I understand there's only like 10,000 Jedi and it's a giant galaxy. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying like, they weren't as fired up about it as the sun is. And so I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm just saying I think that's one of those things in Anakin and in the sun and in a lot of people in our even real world Mm -hmm. that have gone through some hard stuff they can see all the bad so much clearer and sometimes like i feel like it's kind of necessary
1: yeah, to it, to do that yeah i think we've i think we've talked about this before on the podcast as well because um in, well we've talked about it in the context of like anakin being seduced to the dark side it's always from the perspective of like well but we're going to but, but we're going to do this good thing and um it's all going to be worth it in the end and like we're right. going to bring about peace um, so yeah yeah like like you're saying like the light side or the Jedi order would kind of be very dismissive mm-hmm. of the ends justifying the means mm-hmm. whereas the dark side was just like, yeah let's just focus only on the ends mm-hmm. and then whatever happens in the me like we look we get it we're gonna have to kill some people and do some bad stuff but hey, it's all in the name of peace like yeah. we're gonna figure it out so we kind of briefly mentioned
0: it. Uh, a, a few moments ago but like let's talk a little bit about the scene where the sun actually goes as far to literally show Anakin all this stuff and what do we see we see him I think like kind of insinuating that he's murdering younglings mm-hmm. uh, we That's obviously see the Vader um, the Vader mask and everything um, we see Padme being choked, we hear the I hate you mm-hmm. after the, the battle with Obi-Wan, so the we you see like- You are my
1: brother, Anakin, yeah, from obi
0: Yeah, we get like the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that in this episode, we already kind of see Anakin just acting out basically what we'll see in Revenge of the Sith, where he tells yep. Obi-Wan like, hey man, I, you, you haven't seen it, but I have. The Jedi are actually the problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever I have to. If I have to fight you, I'd fight you. If I have to do this, you know. So we're already seeing him do that. But what, what else did you pick from this, this scene?
1: Well, it just, it's just such a self fulfilling prophecy. I mean, the son shows him what he will become mm. to convince him to do something different than what he thinks he's supposed to do <laughs> right <laughs> so it's like it's like here's what you're gonna become so therefore you need to join me on the dark side and it it, it just shows how how easily manipulated anakin is yeah. and it just goes back to all that fear and wanting to like protect those and the, some of the first words out of his mouth after he shows him that was but will it bring peace yeah and the son was like yes and he was like okay Like, like, Anakin is a very complex character. Don't get me wrong, but his thought process is very simple. It's very simple. Like, does it bring peace? Can I say it's good?
0: Okay, you're saying it's good. I guess it's good. I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, man, you're right. It's like, in a way, it's just like he's just mindlessly following all these things, Mm -hmm. which, in a way, I guess he kind of was a little bit. Like, he sort of. I don't know. I, I let me think about saying this before I say it, but Anakin never really expressed very much. Um, you hear, you hear Count Dooku sort of doubting the Jedi Order, especially mm-hmm. if you watch um, what is it, the uh, Tales of the Jedi, um, that animated series. You get him verbalizing doubts about the Jedi Council and the Jedi Order. I don't know. Do we get that from Anakin ever?
1: No. I mean, Anakin, I mean, well, we do get a lot of it in a lot of his interactions with Padme.
0: But most of that's about Obi-Wan.
1: Yeah. Well, no. I I mean, I would say some of it's about the Jedi Order not being, um, maybe not being violent enough for the sake of, like, ending the war mm. you know he has like a lot of complaints about diplomacy but his other big thing i mean yeah he talks about obi-wan a lot as well but his other big thing is not being trusted and here's yeah here's the yeah. deal with anakin he his frustration there was so much frustration with the jedi order because things were not explained to him and mm-hmm. i resonate with this in my own life and, and growing up as a child you know you, you you grow up and your parents tell you you know why why mom and dad why because, because I said, so. I said Which, so. By the way, this is what Obi Wan did to Ahsoka the Twice, whole episode. Yep, the so episode. you know he
0: did that with Anakin. Yeah. Please, I'm just backing you up. Keep going.
1: That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. But it's like the dark side was able to provide explanation, and mm. you know, er, mm, or this interaction, yeah. this interaction with the sun is like, here's what the future looks like. I'll give. I'll put all the cards on the table here for you, buddy. Yeah. Here's what your future is going to look like, but you could join me and we'll bring peace to the galaxy. So, mm. you know, and and there's a lot of scenes in Attack of the Clones in particular that come to mind where you see the the council meeting, mm-hmm. Mace Windu, uh, Coyote Kiadi Mundi like they're being very diplomatic about what what should happen during the clone wars to bring quote unquote an end to this war and it's also like tiptoey mm. and very you know, political and let's let's make sure that we're being really vague with the words that we're saying. Whereas Anakin is someone who's headstrong and is so, so afraid of bad things happening. It's like he, it's like quick like let's mm. find a solution right. give me give me here's what's going to happen how do we fix it let's go that way so, honestly
0: i kind of know some anxious people in my life that are kind of that way now that you mentioned oh it. yeah <laughs> we like all we all thing.
1: express levels of that i mean yeah, i, yeah, for I sure. that's why i resonate so much with like i understand where he's coming from and how he can get so blinded um by the dark side because it's like okay well finally at least somebody is like talking to me some, yeah. somebody's like telling me what the heck is up Rather than somebody being, well, you know, just I don't really have an answer or an explanation, so just do it because I say so, like Obi Wan yeah. with the Soka and the fixing the ship. So,
0: man, well, there's a, a a scene a little bit later on in the episode I definitely want to camp out on. It's when the father is speaking to Anakin, talking to him about the fact that he was shown these things by the sun. And there's an interesting line that I thought of, especially within the context of of Ahsoka. So I'm going to play this clip and we'll continue to bounce around through the episode. Sweet.
2: What happened? My son broke the laws of time and showed you what you should never have seen. I don't remember. I have erased that time. We shall never know.
0: Master. Anything jump out in that clip to you? I got one thing I definitely want to. You, you go, go ahead, because I. That... Okay, he broke the laws of time. Yeah. When I heard that, that line has never really stuck out to me. But I was like, yo, he broke the laws of time, and and honestly, what's kind of wild is like. He broke the laws of time, and now his dad, by the end of this episode, is just cool with killing him. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a pretty big crime to break the law break the of time. Laws of time yeah. But when I heard that, of course, I'm like, Balin. Yep. Like, <laughs> I want to go back to the beginning. Like, you can't go back to the beginning. That's that's going against the laws of time. Yeah. This is now an established thing. Yeah. Um, but when I heard that, I was just like, oh man. Mortis Mortis God. Father, whatever is going to be real ticked off with our boy Balin because I think he's oh, yeah. really wanting to to mess with time. What are you,
1: what are your thoughts? Yeah, because it's all about protecting the power. Like the father said earlier on in this arc, it's like mm. we exist to protect this power so that nobody else can get it and utilize it to their Dang. to their game.
0: What what does Balin want? Power <laughs> and power, unlike you've ever imagined.
1: Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it too, like further reiterates the point. That I made earlier about um, the sun now being turned to the dark side, mm. because at some point, I mean that breaking the the, the laws of time was obviously a rule established yeah. with with how to manage this power. Sure, and now he's turned to the dark side, and one of the first thing he does is break the law of time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was crazy. I couldn't. I, I had kind of forgotten a lot yeah. about this episode when we were watching when i was re-watching it because you know i was watching the son showing Anakin his future, I was like, I was just sitting there like, dang, how could I forget that Anakin saw everything yeah. about what he was yeah. going to become before he even became it? And then this happened. And then the father like erased his memory. And I was like, Oh, okay. But,
0: but, <laughs> so but, basically when you watch this art for the first <laughs> time, the, the father also erased your, your memory. That's, that's, that's right. What, yeah. yeah I was
1: part of it. I um, have
0: said on this podcast, you are the chosen one. Keep yeah, going. Well, keep the,
1: the son definitely broke the law of time for my brain too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it—it it was just a cool. It's a cool moment to watch that scene and—and and for the first time, or for the third time, and yeah. forget about it to <laughs> be like, "Whoa, Anakin actually saw all the like pain that he yeah, would cause." Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, what else did you get? Because I feel like when we listen to that, you maybe were jotting a note down or something. Might have been different than my laws of time, but
1: I am very interested in no, these more laws of time. I literally just wrote down broke the laws of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Great. So uh, we, we both what? I was just going to like I was I was thinking about this when I was watching um Anakin was going to he he told I can't remember who it was he told, but once once the sun like turned him over to the dark side. Mm-hmm. He said, "I know what I have to do now." Or you know, he's telling Obi-Wan. Because he, yeah, he, yeah. he pushed Obi Wan's Luigi vacuum cleaner speeder <laughs> into the lava. Um and he said, You're I know what I have to do, but you're not gonna like it. And he yeah, said yeah, yeah. something along the lines of like the problem is with the Jedi Order. Yeah, he says he
0: says, I, I can already see that you know the Jedi are standing in the way of peace. Something yeah. along the lines of
1: it. Yeah. So so let's just say That's
0: what I'm saying. You we watched Revenge of the Sith play out. Yeah. Anyways, let's but, say but, what? but
1: let's say that Anakin got back to the ship Ahsoka uh, had not taken that piece out that would that would keep him stranded. Yeah. Where was he going to go? Was he going to go straight to Coruscant and just slaughter the whole Jedi Council? Like, Dude, what do you think? I
0: that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's a great question, man. You blow my mind a little bit. Because he was Who vague knows about it. what the Sun would convince him to do? Yeah, the dude's on. I feel like the, I feel like the Sun is like on some for real like Sidious level stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like he could absolutely convince him to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Maybe it starts with wiping out Sidious, but maybe it gets bigger. I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's I mean, interesting. Well, because that's what he's saying. He's like, "We got to." I mean, he says as much. The Sun does. He's yeah. like, "We got to go take care of this Emperor guy."
1: Yeah, but, yeah. So uh, that's that's really interesting because so now you got two really that. strong, like heavy Dark Side users, <laughs> kind of at Sidious versus the Sun. You know. Would have been interesting. This alternate
0: this this would make a great like what if animated series. Like what if the sun and Anakin got off a of mortis? Yep. Wow. That yep. would be cool. I, but but it would be interesting because we haven't had the events of Revenge of the Sith. It would be interesting if it played out to where Mace Windu and the Jedi Council were trying to stop Anakin and the Sun from killing Palpatine. Hmm. And, and Mace Windu saying he has to stand trial. Like, it's just the opposite. Like, that would just be wild. Yep. Here's
1: Mace Windu protecting <laughs> and would, the Chancellor.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that would have Anakin going up against the Jedi Order, like what you're saying. Like, yeah. Man, that's so interesting. That's I'm going to be thinking about that all night now. But yeah. What if. <laughs> That's that's a great what if, Cameron. Well, that's probably I, my favorite one I've ever heard. No, thanks.
1: Uh, I, th- I, I have two thoughts. All right. I think either, yes, Anakin would be overpowered enough to where he could just single-handedly or with the help of the son just slaughter the council and just kill everybody and, yeah. and it'd be over, or the son piggybacks off of Anakin because he needs his help to get out of Mortis and then just ditches them. Like we mm. see so many other like Sith Lords do, where they kind of manipulate somebody to be their little helper just until they get to the, the point where they don't need them anymore and then dispose of them.
0: Yeah. It's certainly possible. I feel like though, with Anakin being the chosen one, like, I don't know. Yeah. It feels like it would be tough to, to, to cut the chosen one from the team. You yeah. Know? That's I true. Mean, but I it could be, Mm-hmm. I'll be thinking about that too as I'm thinking about it later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just what a wild thought. Um, I wanna jump um to the end real fast. Okay. And and I mean we can we, we have some some clips of Dave Filoni talking about mortis. We're gonna play that too, so stick around. Oh yeah. Um but but yeah, we'll jump to the very end of the episode. I, I, I just thought this was a little interesting tidbit. Our boy Rex
1: General Skywalker. Come in.
0: We read you, Rex. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, sir. Standing by. We were worried. You were off the scopes there for a moment.
2: A moment? (laughs) We've been gone more than a moment, Rex.
1: Sir,
0: I don't understand. You'll need to explain.
2: You
1: wouldn't believe me if I told you. We're coming in now.
0: Man. Let's let play a little bit Woo! Doesn't it feel good? Yep Man, I love I love Kevin Kiner's scores, dude, man well, and They're just, so good Just
1: the way that they laid these episodes out where yeah, yeah, yeah. you get the quote and then it kind of fades in like the clips yeah. we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. and then at the end of it the music swells up and I, it, it picks right back up where the music left off Yeah, dude It just it, It's it, brilliant It bookends these episodes it's so It's like poetry well. Yeah, it rhymes. Poetry. That's right uh, <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, so so here's a question for you, Cameron. I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to do a little layup here.
1: I'm gonna toss this up and you're gonna
0: get in the back. I don't know
1: about layup. I think we <laughs> might be uh pulling out boxing gloves because we might we might what? have various uh varied opinions on this. You some if, dark if sides. You're you on some going dark side stuff right going. Going. <laughs> now.
0: Come on, man. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, the, you know, Anakin Obi-Wan Ahsoka sort of awake from being passed out. I'll will I'll start by saying that because mm-hmm. I already know where you want to go with this, and I know you want to fight me about it. And they've clearly experienced a significant amount of time, I and mean, we saw the seasons change throughout the day. It's been at least a day, if not two or more. Like it's it's been a minute, mm-hmm. but it's been more than a minute. But Rex is like, "Yo, you've only been missing for like a, a moment. What are you what are you guys talking about? You've yeah. been here. You've been here. We only lost you for a second. Why? What, what? What is going on, Cameron? And if it's anything but I don't understand, yeah. then I don't believe you. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I want to know what you're thinking is going on.
1: Um. So I think it was a dream. I know that we talked a little bit about like whether or not their experience on Mortis was like real or not real or what. um But th- when I rewatched it, and and I've always kind of been unsure of how I felt about that or like how long this actually took or how it it took place or whatever but at the end of the episode we see this giant explosion on Mm -hmm. Mortis similar to how
0: we got in right yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. and Bright, bright light yep and the blinding light but I also think about the fact that the ship was still broken okay so we get this blinding light explosion. We think about the the shuttle still being broken down mm-hmm. because Ahsoka pulled, you know, whatever piece that was. They haven't gotten back to the ship at this point. They're mm-hmm. still in the monastery. And then all of a sudden, we're flying in outer space again. So I just. So, I, so what? So what are you trying to say? I think they just disappeared, and I think all of this was a dream, or else. Yeah, I think it was a dream.
0: You think it was a dream?
1: I think it was a dream. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Man, I think well, it was think all we're... in their heads, or <sighs> or something through the force. I well, mean, similar to how like Ahsoka fell off the edge of Stonehenge sure, and but it was she, just but like, she, in. but
0: she wasn't. I, I mean, I'm not trying to. It's going to be real easy to see me as, like, Star Wars nerd sitting in a dark room pushing my nerd glasses up, which is literally exactly what I'm doing. But but what I'm trying to say is, like, Ahsoka didn't stay underwater for, like, hours and hours and hours. Right. Like, that's not how the Force works. Mm-hmm. She went somewhere with her physical body. Hmm. And so did Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. Yeah. And, and I have the proof. And here's the proof. I'm going to okay. play it one more time. Listen close to your boy Rex over here.
1: General Skywalker, come in. Can we read you, Rex? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Standing by. We were worried. You were off the scopes there for a moment.
0: I'm going to stop it right there. I know where you're going. You were off the scopes there for a moment. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Time did whatever. Like, the timelines don't match up. Mm -hmm. Fair. But the fact that they were physically... You were off the scopes. Because there was, what? A malfunction in the reader? No, because they weren't there. The ship was gone. The ship was gone. Mm
2: -hmm. So, I'm
0: just saying something happened and it it is very unexplainable as these types of things are, but you can't just convince me because people have been saying the same thing about Ahsoka, like part five, when she was in the world between worlds, I'm saying, I don't think her body, I think her body was gone. I don't think she was under the water for hours and hours and hours and hours somehow staying alive. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm just saying it just doesn't
1: make sense Mm -hmm.
0: any more than them leaving the scopes but not having been gone doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, that, that, okay, so that line that, that line changes things for me a little bit because that would indicate that, that. would indicate Welcome that. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. Doesn't it feel so good I to relent. have belief in something? Pull out the whiteboard. Oh It's I, just a dream. It's all made up. didn't
0: happen. No, man, it's real. All this is real.
1: I'm yeah. pretty sure it all actually happened. The fact that the ship disappeared, that... That would give me a strong indication that it did it did happen. Now, whether or not, you know, we mm. we don't have to get into all the details because I could I could try to come back and be like, well, you know, it could happen, but also yeah, kind yeah, of the yeah, same yeah, way. but, yeah, but that's it's not less worth fun. All that. That's way less fun yeah. than just, yeah, it happened. So we're so we're gonna say that here Star Wars After Party podcast is saying the ship <laughs> containing all three people disappeared. Yes. Outside of time and had a physical experience. Somewhere in mortis, their physical bodies were somewhere doing something, and then that sounds weird. Blipped back onto the map. That's right. Ship. Yeah. Okay. Right back. I'm gonna. I'll give. I'll give it to you. But
0: yes, I will say this. You know, it's it's the world between worlds has been described as a you know a place outside of time and space. Yep. And so I think that's exactly what's happening Mm -hmm. here, and and that's just it too. I, I say that. Well, their physical bodies are somewhere, but it might even be just as accurate to say their physical bodies ceased being hmm. I mean that could be yeah like, I know that's real we're really getting out there but I'll even go that I'll even say that maybe mortis is not a physical tangible space that can be gone to in your physical body Body, but I don't think that makes it a dream either. I, I just, you know, so maybe.
1: So, so you are so, saying that they could have disappeared physically, but it still would have existed in it, their minds, possibly. It, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But something happened there, and I mean, I, I do tend to think that something happened with their physical bodies because I, you know, to go back to a, a a question you could ask after the second episode of this arc is, I, I feel like Ahsoka died. I think she did die. Mm-hmm. She was dead, and she came back. How that affects her consciously or even perhaps more interesting subconsciously mm-hmm. like might that have been the thing that she was sort of running away from one of the things she was running away from in ahsoka before she confronted yeah. her dark side um anyways i don't know so so i think what actually star wars after party's official stance is is uh we don't understand <laughs> we don't understand well
1: i'll I'll, <laughs> I'll tip the scales back so we're a little bit more balanced right. and, and go out Go out on a limb and just remind you that I still don't think Sabine used the force on Shinhati that one time.
0: Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Sabine Force Watch? You're not a you're not a truther?
1: No, no not that Dude. scene. Not 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 Dude. that scene where her uh, her so, hair twitched so, or whatever. Yeah, so you
0: can explain to me why the force theme played under that or why why the why the force sound effect played under that? Why Dude. why was that?
1: Ow. Thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. (laughs) We've had a great time. I
0: I am all for having the conversation,
1: but you're going to have to explain some stuff. Join me me on my new show, the Star Wars After Party After Party. I'm
0: saying there is way we're going to go here. (laughs) We're talking about Sabine using the Force in episode uh, part four of Ahsoka. It happened. There is way more evidence that the Force was used than not. She she her body went backwards. The sound was played. Sabine waved her hand like you do when you use the force. W- what? What's the evidence that it didn't happen? Shin Ha-ti, a dark side user and a liar, told her she had no power. That's mm-hmm. the evidence. And no, no, f- force against sound. her.
1: No, what? Or no, 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 no. What? No force uh, subtitles. What do you mean? No force subtitles? There wasn't. There wasn't a subtitle. There was another instance where somebody used the force, and there was a subtitle that said "uses the force." Yeah, yeah really? no, not that. Uh, I, I can't remember. But I
0: remember in the in the uh, sixth episode where she's like trying to open the door. You heard the
1: rumble. The, the rumble. That's what that's. You what heard I'm the rumble, of.
0: but it, that's not the force sound effect rumble. It was the rumble from the um, Thrawn's cruiser coming in. But what the subtitles there said was a door opens. What is that? No door opened. She was trying to open the door. They play the low rumble, and now the subtitles like, "Oh, she must have used the force." Oh, now they think she used the force. These are unreliable narrators. (laughs) Okay, Cameron. I I don't trust subtitles. I don't trust audio descriptions. I only trust what I'm seeing and hearing.
1: I'm the chosen one. I'm the chosen one, Tyler. One day we will bring balance to this discussion. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I swear we y'all, will. E- y'all email or uh, or Instagram DM us and let us know what you think. Did Sabine Wren use the force I feel on like, episode four? Uh,
0: you know, I, again, I like to listen to lots group, of. group
1: think. Group I like think, to listen Tyler. to lots We're gang of people. Up on you.
0: I'm listening to podcasts. I'll watch some YouTube videos. I have friends I talk to about it. Nobody's
1: dying on this hill
0: but me. It's Mm -hmm. just me. It's a lonely place up there at the top of this hill.
1: So listen, it's easy to it's easy to defeat Tyler. It's just him. It's just me.
0: So please, if you if you think otherwise, (laughs) join the club. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, Uh, let's talk about Dave Filoni. I got this this clip. I sent it to Cameron, and I was like, "Come play this this on the show, yeah." Uh, So we got a couple of cool clips that just sort of popped up in my feed now that I have a Star Wars Instagram all I see is Star Wars is awesome I actually yep. kind of go to Instagram now <laughs> um, so here's a clip of Dave Floney talking about something that I'm just going to say I still want let's, let's
2: do it Dave yeah, bring literally. it back
0: uh, and this is going to lead us into what we're going to be talking about um, over the next few weeks of the pod
2: one of the very interesting things in the final episode of Mortis um, that I know fans would have found very interesting was that um, George was looking for two ancient Sith Lords that could you know bring some meaning that would be kind of like an uber evil influence guiding the sun and this was Darth Bane and Darth Revan um, both of who existed in the EU so it was a it was going to be a big deal to bring these uh, kind of legendary Sith Lords into Clone Wars and thus, you know, into the world of the George Lucas Star Wars um, story. We designed them, they are in the Clone Wars style, we modeled them in the Clone Wars style, uh, and we shot the scene uh, in the episode. The scene exists, but it never made it into animation. It only existed in layout. You know what depresses me,
1: Tyler? What's that? Knowledge. The knowledge of what could have been... The knowledge, yes. Knowing but what
0: may still be!
1: It, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but know. knowing knowing that they got so far as to like mock up like, was... concept art, and to even say that they had them drawn up in the Clone Wars style, yeah. just like, oh, it kills me. I'm a huge... I, I love Darth Revan. I,
0: Let, let's take a moment real fast. Uh, I want to hear all, all your Darth Revan love. Let's explain to some... Um, listeners who may not be familiar with either Bane or Revan. So just real fast, um, quick bullet point about Darth Bane is that he's the one that created the rule of two that states there can only be master and apprentice Mm -hmm. um, for for the Sith. So that's his kind of big claim to fame. Darth Revan was a Jedi turned Sith Lord. Um, He was... All I'm going to say about Revan, I'm going to be very careful, is Revan was sort of the main villain of Knights of the Republic, which is just an incredible game that came out in 2003. I played it back then. I still play it now. It's just an awesome game. Uh, and Revan is just a a big, probably one of the, the most, I would say, he's probably, to me, amongst hardcore Star Wars fans, maybe not the general public, but... Amongst Star Wars fans, he's probably the most wanted EU character. I can't think of anyone um, that, that 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 anybody wants more than him. Yeah, which that would be an interesting podcast to do maybe one day is Ooh. talk about that. But yeah, that'd be cool. Anyways, so talk talk about Revan and how excited you are about I, seeing. Well, this.
1: I, I think Star Killer would probably be the set number two for mm. for. Pulling from EU to
0: I agree with that. He's yeah. pretty popular. Yeah. But
1: Revan But I like Revan way more. <laughs> the, so I don't I'm not super familiar with a, with a lot about Revan as far as I can't remember a ton from, from Kotor, but mm-hmm. what has always stuck out to me about him as a character is the fact that he was so conflicted between the light side and the dark side. Mm-hmm. And he flipped back and forth I wanna say he flipped back and forth like two or three times like it wasn't like light side then to dark it was almost like light to dark and then back to light or or something like that where he i mean he really just like was being pulled by his emotions in all kinds of directions um which i think just plays more into like what a bummer of a missed opportunity this would be to have Pulled Revan in because that conflict like aligns so much with Anakin.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say this: I don't think that we've gotten all the Revan content that we're going to get. No, I'm going to be surprised if sometime in the next, let's see, we're in 2023. I would not be surprised that we don't we don't hear something official about Darth Revan in in the next two years. I mean, yep. it just feels like it's just 2025. Feels like it's gonna come it out but um, it, it. that said there I, I want to go back to an error that I stated before because I was conflating a couple things and one of the things I was conflating was this this video I had mentioned that there were unused animatics for Darth Bane mm-hmm. that never made it to air that's this but there actually is and I don't know how I ever forgot this there actually is a Clone Wars episode that has Darth Bane yep. it here, Here's where I'm sort of conflating a few different things. One, there's this. Two, Clone Wars was actually canceled after season five. Uh, whenever it was picked up by Netflix, they released an additional sixth season. And it, it ends with this arc uh, where Yoda is basically exploring the- – Different elements of the force that essentially are going to lead him to be able to become a force ghost later is the long and short of it, and that arc contains Darth Bane. So, and it's voiced by Mark Hamill, which is why I'm like, how did I ever forget that? Yeah. Um. But that's kind of why I think that I was thinking like, oh yeah, it was there. There were unused animatics that did eventually make it into that sixth season. Mm-hmm. So, and that's kind of. I guess is a perfect time to say it. That's what we're going to talk about next week. Yep. Uh, we're going to go through this Yoda arc. It's, um, episodes 11, 12, 13 of the sixth season of clone Wars. So it's not the finale of clone wars, but at one point it kind of was like for several years, we, that was just where clone wars had ended was with this arc. Um, so yeah, we're going to be breaking it down. I, I did like quickly go back and rewatch the first episode and there's like so much great stuff in it. Sweet. And, um, I want to get to this Darth Bane thing that seems like at least Filoni and and perhaps Lucas um, were trying to bring Bane into the Mortis arc. So it feels like a nice little logical like Mm -hmm. let's go off and check that out type thing. What do what are you feeling, Cameron?
1: I think that's a great idea. I'm I'm long overdue for a Clone Wars rewatch, and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying going back through it. It's like the greatest hits in small bites. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, rather than because it's a daunting show to go go back and rewatch like over a hundred episodes. So, you know, if, if you're doing it kind of binge style, you're gonna miss a lot of stuff. You're gonna get the overall storyline, but to go back and kind of watch it, you know, for twenty five minutes one evening and just be like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this one episode of this Yoda arc. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, kind of chew on it for a couple of days. Like I, I think this is a great idea. Um and then I'm I'm excited that we'll hit some of the other hit some of the other greatest hits. That's a good way to, yeah. that, that's a good way to put it. Cause we had somebody call in recently that was, that was talking about us going through mm-hmm. all of the clone wars. Um, and that, you know, that, that would be a ton of episodes, but if we can hit some of the like really big stuff and either, you know, a educate people on some of the stuff that they're probably missing by not watching clone wars or B, um, inspire you to like, Go back and watch it. Go go pick it it up. watch it for the first time ever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe maybe you have been listening to, um, and we'd love to know how you're listening to these, by the way. This is just kind of interesting. Maybe you've listened to us break down the Mortis arc for the last three weeks and you've never watched Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you're just like, oh, yeah, this is like interesting stuff. This sounds kind of cool. I want to know what these things are so that when it comes up again in season two of Ahsoka, I'm going to be caught up to it. Maybe you're not watching the animated series because of what Cameron said. It's seven seasons long. There's 130 episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe this is a great opportunity to just jump in. Just watch an arc. Just yeah. watch one arc. It's okay. You're allowed to come in and just get this little piece of story and come out. It's not going to ruin anything or, not, or be any less cool. It's still going to be awesome. So yeah. don't feel like you have to watch 130 other episodes to watch. It, trust me, it's all Star Wars, and it's all good to just jump in and, right. and, and take in.
1: Yeah, even if it. I mean, for me, a long time, I, I hesitated to watch Clone Wars because I was like, ah, you know, this kid's show. And we've talked about how insanely like deep the storytelling is in the show. But like, if you need something, or you know, you always joke with people about like starting Star Wars front of, front to of back and be like, well, yeah. I don't want to start you on Phantom Menace, even though I personally love Phantom Menace, but. Um, if you need something to like grab your attention, like go watch some Mortis art, go watch yeah. this Yoda arc, yeah. d- go watch something to kind of like show yourself and listen. These episodes are like 19, 20 minutes apiece. Like yeah. they're they're easy to digest. Watch I mean, the arc in an hour. Yeah. yeah, 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 and then and then let that decide um, whether or not you're you're willing to take the dive and uh, and go watch all of it because there's a lot of great stuff and and much like the comic books, like I mentioned. At one point, for those for those who feel burnt out or not enjoying, you know, the newer Star Wars era content, you know, if you need something to kind of restore your hope, like, this is a great way to do that. Is like go back and watch something you've never watched before that's older that you've got two certified nerds here telling you there's great storytelling in you know? them. Like, yeah. go, go just consume something new and it doesn't have to be something that has come out in the past year or two on Disney Plus.
0: Yep. Um let us know if you do. We'd love to hear that. I got one more clip I'm going to play before we bozo on out of here, so check this out. Again, it's Filoni. and he's talking about what George Lucas calls these Mortis gods. You know, does he do they does he call them the ones? Let's 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 take a listen. Man, I'm 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 being so petty about this.
2: Mortis Gods were a concept created by George when we worked on Clone Wars, and he had us do this arc that basically dealt with Anakin being tested by these Force wielders. George called them to see if he was this prophesized chosen one, which seemed to be a common prophecy among many different Force wielding groups. And they were the first creation by George of somebody other than a Jedi or a Sith that could wield the Force and do it on an almost godlike level. So I'd been working on somewhat history of what they are really and where could they have come from and what all that meant back when we did Clone Wars. And then I resurrected it here in Rebels to tie things a bit together and make certain storylines possible.
0: So yeah, he's talking about how um, he brought in a lot of the elements of Mortis into Season 4 of Rebels where they did the World Between Worlds episode. And we will cover that at some point. We're, we're going to get there. Um, but I just want to point out that also George Lucas calls them force wielders. <laughs> not the ones, but yeah, uh, fun, I'll, fun. I'll give it to you if someone can just tell me why they're called that. I just have not seen it at all in any of these episodes. It's just bugging me
1: fun behind the scenes fact when i pulled up to tyler's house to watch this he was actually standing outside in his robe telling this to yelling this at a bunch of children that were walking by yeah <laughs> where did where did they say they were the one
0: <laughs> these these poor kids they're just dressed up as as you know stormtroopers for uh halloween they don't they don't know any of this stuff they they, they barely know what's star is it anyways speak the Sorry. truth in love tyler all right so yeah, I think that about wraps it. I'm glad that we finally discussed whether this is all real, what's going on, and I'm glad that we came to the answer that we kind of knew all along, which is we don't know. Yep. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, everybody, we appreciate you for going through this arc with us. Um, it was a good time just to go through and kind of take a look at Mortis a little bit deeper. And, and I think doing one episode a week versus like just discussing the arc – um, in one episode, I feel like it really let us nerd out and live in Mortis for a couple weeks. So thank you for, for listening along, and we hope you enjoyed the last few weeks of coverage there. Um, Cameron, you got anything else to add? No, sir. All right. I say we uh, land this ship.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us again tonight. We laughed. We might have cried maybe you cried maybe you cried maybe something made you cry yeah we argued a little but it's all in love and it's all for the love of star wars uh we'll see you right back here next week uh for another after party episode till then tell a friend about the show share some star wars memes with us at star wars after party pod on instagram and send us some feedback uh topic recommendations or questions to star wars after party at gmail.com uh, send us a voice memo if you'd like to hear your voice on the podcast itself and if you enjoyed it please consider leaving us a five-star review man i
0: love a uh, five-star review but i think if i had to pick i'd want to hear them voices on those voice memos yeah call Make in it so until next time
1: Tyler out Cameron out